Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Bill. Hey, Bill, how you doing? I'm all right. How about you? Very well. Where are you today? Well, I am on I-10, traveling west. I'm a truck driver okay. in Florida. So what's on your mind today, Bill? Are we, um, I, well, I wanted to talk to you about the Michael Vick thing. Oh, yeah. You know what? You don't have to spit very far to find someone on either side of that case there. Well, that's true. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm an animal lover, and my wife works at, a, at she's a vet tech in an animal hospital. Uh-huh. Okay. You see, you see, I know where you're going because your prerequisite there is that you're telling me that you're an animal lover. So I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. You do know where I'm going? <laughs> well, you're gonna so s- let, let's see if you're psychic. Where am I going? You're going to say he's done his time. Well, how'd you know that? He's done his time. The, 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 our Constitution says that if you've done your time, you've paid your debt to society, you can resume your life. Okay. I don't see why people have a problem with the American way. Yeah, I, you know what? Hey, listen, I, I am all against. Totally against. My wife sees dogs come in her at her animal hospital all the time that have been beat to hell yeah. because of of uh, animal a uh, dog fight. Yeah, and she hates to see that. And I love dogs. I love all animals. But you know, people are a little more valuable in this country than animals. You know, I mean, just a tiny bit. But still, he's paid his debt to society. Okay. Let him go. You see, know? that's where you're going to stir up controversies when you say people are a little more important than animals. What I'm thinking is I agree a little bit with what you're saying there. I think what people are having trouble with is that should he be in the NFL? That's the elite football league. And should he be a role model? Not that he should go back should to he work. Be allowed to, should he be allowed to go back to his job after paying debt to society? His job just happens to be in the NFL. Okay. That's true. You okay. know? I mean, should, if, if you got in trouble and went to jail, should you be allowed to come back to your job? I would. I, yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. Okay. You know. <laughs> well, I know that nobody agrees with me, but no, that's the way I feel. Actually, <laughs> I, I think I think that you're you'll be we're, surprised we're how many people agree with you. I think that he's done his time. Bobby, I'm pretty sure believes that uh, he should uh, rot in hell. Judy, <laughs> I don't know where you stand on this, yeah. but uh, you know we all love the animals. We all think what he did was bad, and he did a lot of time and he lost a lot of money. Now I disagree with you, Bill, where you say that animals and people their their value is. Is not equivalent, uh, but I do agree with you. I think he's done how his time. How come that is? I, I mean, I, I, I realize the value of the animals, but how come you don't think that people, you know, I mean, we can vote, we got a driver's license, we buy stuff, we, you know, I mean, we, we thought up the Constitution. That's why, uh, it's, that's why it's really important that we take care of the animals, because they can't do that. But they are sentient, and they do have feelings, and they are living beings, uh, living creatures. Are you a vegetarian? No, I'm not. Oh. No, I'm not. But that and you don't have a problem then? Uh, no, I admit, like most people, I Cows probably... Cows are animals, too. I know. I know. I know. Absolutely. You must be a new listener to Animal Radio. Relatively, yes. Okay. I think the first thing you'll notice is we are not tree-hugging, PETA-loving. In fact, I hate PETA. We are not tree-hugging. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, But we love our animals, and that's what this is about, is coming together every Saturday and shooting the breeze about our pets and animals. Oh, I love our animals, too. I love them to death. Well, we got from a chihuahua to a catahoula leopard hound. 
Who just recently started climbing a fence. Uh, wow. <laughs> how, how big is yeah. that hound? How big is yeah, it? We bought a no-jump harness for her. Hopefully that'll work if she don't chew it off. <laughs> what, what did you buy for them? A no-jump harness for, for the catahoula that's climbing the fence. I've never heard of that. What is that? Um, it, it's a harness that fits on her, but it ties to her back legs so she can't stand up and climb the fence. Wow. Mm. How big is she? Oh, gee, she's uh, about 100 pounds, maybe a little less. Wow. Okay. Well, can we send her some big dog toys? Do we have some big dog sure. toys? We're going to do that, Bill. And thanks for listening to Animal Radio and chiming in today. We appreciate it. Thank you a lot. Hold on for one second. Boy, I really threw him off, huh? That's just cruel. Bet he wasn't expecting oh, that. Oh, boy. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. one 405 Dr. Debbie is here to answer your vet medical questions, Vladi, with answers to your most vexing dog behavior problems. Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joey Turner, Susan Sims, Bobby working on news. It's Animal Radio. Go grab your fur ball and join us. This is Animal Radio. Uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt uh, dog, ready for the uh, big... Uh, <laughs> it's hard to avoid. I knew yes. the fanfare would be there. I was, was trying to avoid it, but I'm such an idiot. You're getting yeah. her ready for a big talent contest at Petco? What's the deal there? Yes, <gasps> in, in mid-October, they're having a, a pet talent contest for the best little trick that your dog can do. And we've been in training for the last couple of weeks. We're getting ready. She what kind has of prizes? A trick? Big, big prizes? I'm not sure. She about has the, so many tricks. You oh, should see this. Here. Does. I, a trick? Yeah, I don't know about the prizes. I think they're, they're pet food and treats. I really don't care about the prizes. We want the title. Oh, very cool. Okay, yes. can you show Bobby? Mm. Just show Bobby. I know this is radio, but show Bobby the dancing, will you? So you see the tricks, because I don't think she's really? seeing the trick here. Because, I mean, I've seen the agility. What's she? Okay, here she goes. There she Okay. Go, go, go. go. Dance, she's dance, got the beats. She's got the beats. She twists yeah. like that. we got to put that on the oh, internet. we got it. we got a video. I think you that. should. Yeah. Yes. So you're going to you're gonna use that trick? Yes, that's one of the one of the many tricks that she can do. Oh, very cool. So it's not for the prizes. Do they know you work for Animal Radio? No, I didn't tell you them. You can keep that up. Yeah. It's a secret. I use a different name when I apply for Don't contests. ask, don't tell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're going to take it. We don't care about the prizes. We want that title. If you want to see, <laughs> see some of the amazing tricks that Judy has taught Ladybug, then head on over to Animal Radio. Dot com and you uh, can uh, link right to that there. She's uh, slow on the draw there today. <laughs> yeah, Guido, what was up with that? Guido was sitting down there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Let's hit the phones. one 405 Dr. Debbie well, has all kinds of animals in her office that she's dealing with all day. Now I believe it's Anne's mini schnauzer that's on the line. What's up? What's going on with your animal there? Well, I have two issues with her. First, um... Um, trying to get her to get back of eating her dog food. My husband gave her some potato scraps, and now she will not eat her food. Uh, she's gone two days without eating, and uh, mm-hmm. I had to try to figure out what to give her. <laughs> she's uh. just not eating anymore. That's the one. And also the second one was um, the vitamin, the vitamin for her. Uh, see what you recommend. Uh, we've heard about the. Um, What's the name of that vitamin? Dynavite. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Now, the first question I'll have for you is: What did your husband feed her that she just wants to turn oh away from dog God. food? He's terrible. 
she's a little trucker dog, and he has given her hot dogs. Oh. Uh, oh my so I, I mean I had her in a good diet and everything and he kind of threw her off now she doesn't want to eat her dog food and I mean I tried mm-hmm. everything yeah I, I don't know how many brands of dog food I've gone through now yeah, and you know what? This is a kind of a common problem when dogs discover the good stuff that's out there beyond the kibble. And um, and my general rule is um, that if we're trying to get a dog to transition back to dry food or to a regular diet that we know that they've um, taking, taken in the past, if she's had this flavor of the good old ballpark franks in her mind and she's got that on her mind, you know, it can go two days. I even go three days. Um, a dog will not starve to death in that time frame. But they know if they hold out long enough that usually that refrigerator opens and we kind of cut something up and mix it into their food and they realize, yeah, that's pretty much great. It's worth it. So they learn that pattern and they know how to train us and that's all it is. So, um, so if you made it to two days, it's hard to watch and I know it's horrible to say, but you can do it and, um, it does take consistency. If at two days, um, you give in and you give her that hot dog in with her food, we're not really kind of training away from that. Now, some folks would say, you know, gosh, can we find a middle ground? And, and maybe, maybe we can try if, if we're, she's not going to take the dry food. We don't want to give hot dogs we can find maybe a happy medium uh, maybe a semi-soft consistency food that has the flavor of something like that where we can kind of trick her um, um, the other okay. thought is some folks will use the um, little pet gravies um, to dress the dry food and try to use that as a temporary way to kind of wean them back to their regular diet but yeah I, she's, you know, she's clever I, I, I'm sorry, I tried the uh, the gravy, and it just gave her the runs terribly. Oh. <laughs> One problem for another, <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah, oh, goodness. So no, no. Hey, and uh, oh, I, I've just been going through different types of dog foods, and, and I'm stuck with uh, little Caesars now, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think it's tough yeah. love. You're saying you need to do a little tough love for two, three days there. And uh, same thing for your husband. Or, you know, I mean, he can't be eating hot dogs every day either. <laughs> yeah, tell him that. <laughs> but yeah, I heard one of the other callers calling in and saying that he had a schnauzer with diabetes, and that just kind of freaked me out, too. They, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I don't want to getting, you know, eating all this food and then getting sick on me. Yeah, and and the heart of it is really if we can keep our pets on a good quality dog food, minimize the table scraps, the extra treats, then that should serve as a quality diet. So you asked about kind of supplements and things like that. You know what? I most people would say, or most veterinarians would say, there's no need for a, a nutritional supplement if we're on a good quality dog food. Um, so that being said, mm, I'm different. I give my dogs a pet tab every day, partly because they like it, partly because it gives me a little extra assurance. Um, but as far as uh, it's not something mandatory, you don't have to give vitamins to your dog unless there's a health problem. So, um, you know, Dynavite's out there. Um, some people love it. Um, I haven't fallen in love with it. I don't think it's bad. Bad, but I don't know that it's you know going to be a cure all for a lot of issues. So, um, so yeah. that's my two okay. cents on that point there. <laughs> okay. Well, you answered my question. Well, that's what I'm going to do with her because I really need to get her back on 
and my the diet that I had her on. <laughs> yeah. You go. You be strong, okay, with both your dog and your husband, okay? I know. I'll, I'll let him know. Well, thanks for calling. Thank thanks so for much. listening to Animal Radio. one 405 Pass me a hot dog. Bobby, Bobby Hill, what do you got what? coming up in the news today? <laughs> well, he's the man celebrities hate, but aminals love him. I'll tell you who he is and how he's helping the furry beasties coming up in the news. Oh, I can't figure out who that is. That's a real... T- You've actually got the host wanting to listen. To believe that, just waiting. It's like a tease. We don't even friends. know. It's your job, Hal. Come on. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Romance is in the air at the Los Angeles Zoo. It all started when Willie the Hog was mourning the loss of his mate Ruby, who died of cancer. Willie, who was 10 years old and 187 pounds, spied an attractive antelope named Nicole as they were sharing the same mud hole. 16-year-old Nicole wasn't interested at first, but Willie was persistent and won her over. They now have breakfast together, groom each other, take walks together, and nap together, nuzzling snout to snout. Officials are calling it one of the oddest pairings they've seen at the zoo. One zoo spokesperson called it adorable, saying wherever Nicole is, Willie is usually nearby. No way to know whether it's just a fling or something more, but it looks like love. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Emmy Lou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay a new to your pet. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Friendly magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. 
Your dog will thank you. Woof. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. If you like Dean Koontz reading his fiction, you'll love his latest nonfiction book, his first nonfiction book, and he joins us later today. He's a, he's like a regular here, isn't he? Yeah, he's such a great writer. Once you read one of his books, you're hooked. And his nonfiction is especially good about his uh, dog, Trixie, who passed in 2007. Just a phenomenal book. We'll have a, a couple of giveaways with that. Let's hit the phones with Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Doc, how are you doing today? Well, hi. How are you? Splendid. You? Fabulous. All this quiet here. I believe we have Will on the phone. Hi, Will. Hello. How are you doing today? Pretty good, thanks. And yourself? Very good. How can we help you? Oh, man, I have a beautiful husky chow mix that's cream-colored. Mm. Uh, beautiful, full of love. And she went to the groomer and came back, and about a week later, she started, like, scooting her rear end on the ground. And picking at herself a little bit and then a week later she started scratching and tearing herself real bad and now she's pulled all her hair out of her tail Uh and she's just miserable Uh, we took her to the vet and they gave some uh, anti-inflammatory I can't remember the medication they gave her Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem to be doing much because, like, she's still a nervous wreck. Uh, initially, we were feeding them Purina One, and we have a community dog bowl, and one of the dogs is overweight, so we went and got some pedigree weight control, and I had mm-hmm. the dog foods mixed. And we were feeding them Dynavite also, but my wife stopped mm-hmm. that for a little bit, and we have three other dogs, and none of them are having a problem except scooting their butt across the rug. Okay. <laughs> the main problem is the main problem is this uh, husky chow, Maddie. She's I'm I'm just heartbroken or seeing her. Sure. Now, is she? Um, does she have her full coat, or was she shaved? No, she wasn't shaved. Uh, she was thinned out, so to speak. Okay. And are you actually seeing any? Are there any sores in the areas where she's chewing? That that you said at the base of the tail is where she's kind of focusing. Uh, I saw her scratching, and I looked, and she had sores where she had been scratching. Uh, mm-hmm. We took her to the vet. Got an appointment three or four days later, and the vet found a little bit of flea debris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, maybe a week before, I had treated her with uh, a frontline flea treatment, but uh, we have no fleas in the house, no other problems. Okay. Because i got to say, Will, when you describe a itching and scratching kind of at the tail base area, that is a prime spot for flea allergy dermatitis in dogs. So that was going to be one of my questions is what the incidence of fleas is in your area. Because um, it doesn't always have to be a lot of fleas. It can be just even one or two that can um, make a certain pet very sensitive, and they can be miserable with itching. So I would definitely look at our flea control, um, you know, whether we need to add in 
any other regimens, even beyond just the front line, to help manage. Because with that kind of a husky chow coat, there's a lot of fur going on in there. So um, it, it can definitely be a challenge to find these little critters if they're there. But I would definitely say that would be one of the things I would really focus on there. And if we're not responding to the normal anti-itch things, sometimes we have to kind of up the ante a little bit. Um, you know, anti-inflammatories could include things like um, uh, we could use an antihistamine, um, something right. like a Benadryl product. Um, if we're moving to something more of a steroid for that really tough itch, um, some pets, that, that can be something we need, especially if we've got some flea allergy dermatitis going on. Uh-huh. Um, it's a little strange that this kind of came up all of a sudden, um, and if she's never had any other problems before, I'm a little less inclined to think that this is maybe your straightforward um, seasonal allergy. Um, usually pets that have that, we kind of have an ongoing thing, and we can kind of either pick the seasons or we can see an ongoing problem that kind of waxes and wanes throughout the year. Um, so I would really, really work on that flea control and uh, check out the other babies in the house too because, um, you know, if they're harboring the fleas but aren't particularly bothered by that, um, then you're going to have a, a losing cycle here if we only focus on her. Uh-huh. I understand. Okay. Well, is, but, uh, well, we treat all the other babes with... Uh, flea control and we have no fleas in the house and okay, I've good. looked looked all over the chow and there's no fleas she's an outside dog she, she loves chasing squirrels but I don't know if she catches any mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. it just breaks well, my heart to be her miserable like that Definitely. And then, it, I mean, if, if she's not responding to what the veterinarian has prescribed, my, my recommendation is pick up that phone and get her back there. Um, because sometimes it may be that we need to either up the ante and try something a little more potent, or we need to get to the heart of it. And if there's other issues going on, say she's got a, a bacterial infection or some other kind of uh, parasite infection, we're going to have to change our course. So I would want to make sure that if we're really not seeing response and she's uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable too, just hearing about it. So I want to get her. I want to get her some good relief. And then just another sidebar here: Um, if she's an outside dog, we have to remember fleas live outside. So um, she's still definitely at risk for that. And if she spends time with the indoor dogs, you know, there's still that cross contamination possibility. So we got to kind of keep that in mind as well. So I hope it's not the fleas. Those little miserable suckers. They (laughs) and in that woolly woolly coat of hers, um, you know, all of that it becomes very uncomfortable so and and you did mention you did mention some food um things i'm definitely a fan of some general skin supplements feeding a good quality diet um but i think the heart of this is for your situation is i want to really get down to that nitty-gritty in that area and and take a close look at her rump area if that doesn't sound too weird so good luck with that will this is dr debbie if you got an itch you want to figure out how why it's scratching (laughs) and you're a dog, give me a call at 1-866-405-8405. Now, I know when I go into the groomer, take the dog into the groomer, one of the deals, one of the things they do there is the uh, anal glands. Yeah, they, they empty those. Uh-huh. Has that ever gone awry? Absolutely. Anal gland problems, but they're usually more focused to the butt, to the actual underside of the tail. Um, on the top 
base of the tail or at the lower back, that's not so much a problem there. That would make me really suspicious of an anal gland problem. The anal gland problems tend to be the scooting butt, turning around, licking the butt area, or you smell a really stinky, metallic-y, fishy smell around the house, which is of the unpleasant odor that comes from those anal glands. So that's a possibility, Hal. Yeah, maybe. I'd say that might be worthwhile, doing the old uh, white glove uh, check in the backside. Let, let the vet do that. Yeah, don't let the vet do that. <laughs> no crazy ideas there. <laughs> Your job can't be all glamorous. I mean, it's mostly glamorous. It can't be all glamorous. Yeah, we, we have our moments, you know, when the glove has to come out or, you know. But, you know, vets line up for gross things like abscesses, and we just get all excited. It, it makes the joy of our day. You're, you're so <laughs> weird that way. one 405 to talk to Animal Radio Vet Dr. Debbie right now. Greetings, Animal Radio lovers. It's time for a brand new installment of The Party Animal. That's me, Vinnie Penn. Actually, it's a very special episode of... I, I want to be reverential of The Party Animal. Rest in peace, Betty. For those of you who have been following The Party Animal adventures, uh, over the, it's already been well over a year now, uh, getting close to two, I think, uh, you know that my daughter and I went out and bought a goldfish named Betty, a betta fish. And uh, Betty lived exactly one year and died, on, passed away this past 4th of July. My daughter was uh, unbelievably strong upon the loss. And for those of you out there who really know and really have paid attention, you might be wondering, uh, was Vinnie Penn a hypocrite? And did, he did a big rant about why goldfish were unceremoniously flushed down the toilet and not giving a, a given a proper burial i'll have you know i am a hypocrite but i just wasn't in this particular instance she was buried in the backyard and words were said a moving eulogy was delivered by myself and by my six-year-old daughter interestingly enough though betty uh just a few weeks before we had bought another fish named elmer and had one of those split tanks. We bought a new tank, and it was split. So now my son had his own fish, and Betty had, and my daughter had her own in Betty. And Betty died not long after Elmer's arrival. Could it have been fishicide? Could it have been? Uh, could Betty have killed herself? In all honesty, those of you out there who know fish, could, could this have happened? I mean, they weren't in the same tank, and yet somehow it wasn't long after that that Betty swam her final days. Uh, and now my daughter wants a brand new pet. Oh, I can't even get into that. I will tell you in next week's installment what my daughter's new pet is now that her goldfish has passed away, what she wants it to be anyway. But uh, give me an email, Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. We added a fish to the tank, a split tank, though, important to note. And the one that was there longer died only a few weeks later. Hmm. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by... One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, One Shot, and it's gone. Call 1-800-874-7070 or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. Dogs smell cancer. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. The California study was conducted by the Pine Street Foundation and will be published in Integrative Cancer Therapies. 
It shows that five dogs were 88 to 97 percent accurate in smelling several types of cancer in breath samples. In essence, dogs may be able to give doctors clues about chemical markers that have not yet been discovered. The knowledge that dogs can detect cancer was initially established in 1989, when a pet's repeated sniffing of its owner's skin lesion prompted a cancer diagnosis. Four cancer studies using volunteer dogs from around the country are about to begin. The studies will focus on prostate, mammary, lung, and ovarian cancers. Researchers estimate that for accurate results, studies must use at least 108,000 original samples and be precisely staged. Stay tuned for this one. Very interesting news ahead. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to any one of the Dream Team. Made possible by Debt Settlement USA. If you're getting into credit card debt, and let's say you're paying one card with another card, you want to write、I've、this number down. Done that, yes. One eight 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 five five one seven seven eight eight. Quick check of the news up next, and back to the phones with you. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Hi, this is Victoria Stillwell for Animal Radio. Never buy your puppy from a pet store. This is an Animal Radio news update. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Celebrities curse him, but animals love him. It's Harvey Levin, the man behind celebrity gossip show TMZ. Levin and singer John Mayer had a bet just a couple weeks ago that TMZ. Couldn't find Mayer's 2001 mugshot at, taken after his arrest for driving on a suspended license. On the line, 25 grand. Well, it didn't take Levin long to come up with the photo, and Mayer, being a man of his word, forked over $25,000 to Harvey's favorite charities. Mayer posted photos of two checks for $12,500 each, one going to Ace of Hearts and the other to the Pet Orphans of Southern California. And by the way, Mayer's suspended license charge was dismissed. So,、Ooh. way to go, Harvey!、Yes. Who knew he's a big animal lover?、Hmm. So, hey, remember Schoolhouse Rock? Yes. How a bill becomes a law? If so, you're older than hell. <laughs> But you can use your knowledge to help the Humane Society pass laws to protect animals. The Humane Society Legislative Fund, affiliated with the USHS, has launched a contest called "There Ought to Be a Law." Contestants are asked to propose humane laws that should exist but don't. You have until October fifth to submit your suggestion online through the Humane Society's website. I'm sure we'll set up a link to it. Winners will get the experience of what it's like to lobby proposed legislation when they score a trip to Washington D.C. And Roger Miller wrote a song that said, "You can't roller skate in a buffalo herd." He could have added the line, "You can't feed pop tarts to gorillas at the zoo." <laughs> Earlier this year, a St. Paul police officer of the Twin Cities was on a special after-hours tour of the Como Zoo, and he was videotaped feeding a pop tart to a Western Lowland gorilla. The officer is under investigation. The security officers who conducted the after-hours tour are no longer employed by the zoo. The gorillas are fine. <laughs> I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio news update. Hold on, I'm going to go get a lozenge because it's very, very dry. Don't go away. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over twelve thousand dollars in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? 
I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Wow. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Pull that out of rotation, Guido, huh? It was on hold for a couple of weeks there. <laughs> ah, there you go. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Almost the whole gang's here. Dr. Jim Humphreys, Britt Savage, Bobby working on news feverishly over there. More news about that mm-hmm. chihuahua, by the way, that uh, five-legged, now four-legged Story chihuahua. that will never go away. Yeah. Susan Sims, animal communicator Joy Turner, Vinnie Penn, just being a smart-ass general. Vlada is off this week. He will be back next week, but don't worry. We'll still take your dog behavior questions. Dr. Debbie Very. He didn't make bail? Oh, I don't sorry. know exactly what happened. I know I'm not supposed to sorry, talk about it. Yet. I got the call like this morning at 4 a.m. <laughs> Won't be here. Won't be here. Oh, where? Is he? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be yapping away. What would you do if uh, your husband peed on the floor? Would you get rid of him? <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, I think That's so. That's just not good. Yeah. yeah. But the dog's a different story. If the dog peed on the floor, you don't want to get rid of the dog. Okay, but wait a minute. Let's. We can't say those words. What, we what call, words? See, any, anything related to that bodily function? Peeing? Don't say that. How about we just go with make wet? No, make no, wet, no, what? no. It's called see a man about a horse. Huh? I know. Huh? Ask Randy. You mean Randy? Randy. Gr- hey, Randy, how you doing? <laughs> hey, guys. Randy Grimm, of course. The second book, Don't Dump the Dog. Hilarious. Awesome book. Oh, awesome gosh. book. And, of course, we always say don't dump the dog if you have some kind of behavior problems. <laughs> dump the guardian uh, if, it's, if it's your husband that's causing trouble, if it's your wife, you know, get rid of them. But you want to keep the dog. And you've written a book about this, and you have plenty of experience. So let's say the dog is peeing. What do we do, Randy? Uh, I like to use a man about a horse. <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what is that about? Well, I've never been a big fan of the word pee, piss, uh, in the way it sounds and the way it smells. Sure. And a man about a horse makes no sense to me at all. So That makes sense. <laughs> so that's. I thought, well, I'll use that instead of using the word pee. And what kind of scenarios okay. will you use that in? Uh, well, if somebody says to me, my dog's uh, not housebroken, I, I would ask them, are they seeing a man about a horse, or is it uh, coming out the other end? And so that's how I would choose that. 
I like the way you're wired, Randy. Weird in a good I way. I know. It, it was so refreshing to do a, uh, you know, the first book was a little heavier, and uh, it was so nice to do a book that I got to uh, let loose and have a lot of fun, and um, I'm so glad people are catching on to my humor. I Because I was trying to think of how do I stop people from dumping their dogs at the shelter without going on a rant or yelling at them, and I thought, well... I'll make fun of myself. Um, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to sound like you're preaching, and you definitely don't sound like you're preaching. But a lot of the problems that our animals have, there's usually a way to fix them, isn't there, Randy? Yeah, it's usually fixing the people that have them. Yes, uh, uh, I think too many too many times people see uh, the perfect dog on television, and they think that's what they're going to get, be it from a shelter or a breeder. Of course, you know me; I, I prefer shelters or or rescue groups, but uh, I don't care how many uh, AKC papers the, the puppy has when you have a, when there's a litter of puppies, each one's a unique individual and um, one may grow up shyer than the other, one may grow up uh, more dominant than the other and uh, I try, and you know, I think people are sometimes unrealistic and so quick to uh, send them off to the pound or to their, the local, you know, local shelter and all the shelters are full. I mean, we still have a, a major problem here in the United States. So I was like, I, well, what, what made me write the book was I had a dog returned because after five years because the uh, uh, they went from whatever color carpet they had to white and the dog shed black hair. Oh. And I thought, this has to stop. I mm-hmm. mean, we're killing That's animals because their hair doesn't match the carpet. And I, yeah. uh, and I thought this, you know, I thought, well, maybe if I embarrass them a little bit, maybe it'll stop. And, that's and, always, no, that's good because that works. Or, or when you're at the shelter, you don't think about what kind of carpet you have. Right, right. I mean, I can't believe anyone would uh, choose their uh, best friend by... Uh, Colors, sure. Color coordinating, yeah. yeah. Right, and, and so I, you know, it, it really that's where the book started a few <laughs> years ago. And of course, my editor made me get edit down some of <laughs> some. So I stuck with more the common problems mm-hmm. and uh, not too many of the. Uh, Bizarre. Thank God for editors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I really could have. <laughs> which one of the bizarre ones hit the editing floor that you wish would have stayed in the book? Well, the chapter about I Love Old Dogs, it's the uh, chapter where um, someone returned their dog after 10 years because it lost its cute little freckles and knocked over a uh, baby <gasps> diaper pail. Mm. And I, I thought of... That I, the original was a little bit longer and m- much, probably a little in your face. But I stuck with uh, the editor went ahead and let me stick with wishing them to go to the nursing home from hell. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> their kids oh, yeah. send them there with the nurse ratchet and <laughs> forced to play it. Because you know. Well, you have a, a very unique way of adopting out puppies that might work for some other people. Yeah, if, you are, if you're ever trying to adopt oh, out of a puppy, if you work at a rescue or something, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think she's referring to uh, when I had to nurse 13 puppies without a mom. <laughs> and uh, thank God now that the organization's big enough where I have help. But back then I didn't, and... Uh, when when I would show, when people would come over, 
I would show up in my robe, uh, my hair looking like uh, Don King, and uh, a bottle of vodka under one arm, Visine, and a, a box of chocolates in the other, and a puppy, and a cigarette dangling out of my mouth. And I, and I would <laughs> just say, look. hey, can I have a light? And they'd grab the puppy and run. <laughs> they just so. want to save the puppy. <laughs> yeah, save the puppy. Good tip. Randy, they were like, get, get them out of Randy's hand. So it, it worked, you know. So I, you just scare them into adopting. It's like, here you go. They felt so sorry for those puppies. Check out the book. It's called Don't Dump the Dog. And if Judy gives me the book, I'll even read from Thank you very much. Don't Dump the Dog, Outrageous Stories and Simple Solutions to Your Worst Dog Behavior Problems. Uh, Melinda Roth joining you on this. Loretta Swit, nice little forward from MASH. Good. Yeah, she's awesome. She really is. She does so Hot Lips does so much for the animals. And she totally got my humor, and I love that. It's a hilarious book. You pick this book up, you will not put it down. I sat and read it in a little over an hour. It was great. Head on over to your bookstore and ask for it. Don't dump the dog if they don't have it. They're sold out, but they can order it. You can get it at Amazon or Borders or Barnes & Noble. And also the website, Randy's website, is www.strayrescue. Dot org. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Randy, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, I love have, I love being on, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you guys again in the future. We'll do it again soon. More Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget to stay and neuter. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard canine dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Let's face it, life happens from spills to pet stains. One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets and your family. Call 1-800-874-7070 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-800-874-7070 or go to oneshotplus.com to get your now. This is Animal Radio. Only about 15 more days to get in on the Animal Radio Super Summer Giveaway. 
huge prizes from Celestron, Bissell, Disney, Litter Robot, Hagen Dazs, and the world's best cat litter. Might even be some more stuff added before the end there, and you can qualify yourself by heading on over to AnimalRadio.com. You can do that five times daily. Or Sister Sledge. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking that. I was trying to recall it. Yeah, I lost your train of thought there. Dumb. I'm so old. These songs, they you know, they captivate me. I listen to them and I can't talk at the same time. Uh, we'll get sad. you qualified for the Animal Radio Super Summer Giveaway before the end of the show today. Right now we have Animal Communicator Joy Turner joining us. Hi, Joy. Hello there. How are you doing, Hal? Very well. Thank you very much. And who do we have on the phones? We have Maria. Hi, Maria. Hi. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm going through a lot of grief, though, and oh. I'm hoping you and Joy can help me out. Well, I can't help you, but Joy can, I'm sure. Maria, hi. What can hi. I do for you? Joy, I have a 19-and-a-half-year-old, and excuse me if I'm emotional, but it's very, very hard for me. Um, I, my 19-and-a-half-year-old uh, female, uh, American short hair, her name is Sheba. She, on this coming Tuesday, will be three weeks that she's been missing. What happened was, I, you know, she comes in and out throughout the day, and that night I fell asleep and didn't bring her in, and I n- never saw her again. And so I'm devastated. I've done everything on my hands and knees um, for literally 10 acres in the adjacent area. I've done everything I could do as far as post signs and everything. I don't know if it was just a coincidence that the one night that I didn't put her in was the one night that she decided to take her last walk or if something got her, or if someone picked her up. But she has been with me since she was six months old, so my heart is just breaking. And I don't know where else to go or what to do or if to give up. Okay. Well, of course, I never suggest giving up. And what I typically do with missing animals, it often takes me much longer than the radio call would allow. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is I'll find out where she is in relationship to her body, which should tell you at least something, Okay. 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 But are you feeling that she's passed? Well, I'm going to ask her. Okay. So hold on a second. Yeah, I'm tending to think, honey, that she is gone. Okay. If you would like to give me a call, uh-huh. I'd be happy to take some more time and talk with her a little more thoroughly. Okay. Um, she tells me that she wants you to understand that it was not an accident that you left her outside. Okay, meaning that it was supposed to happen that way? Exactly. And would it, am I ever going to be able to find her remains and bring them home, or are they long gone? I, I just don't even know what to think. Um, she thinks you wouldn't want to find her Okay. at this point. And she isn't on your property, whatever that entails. Uh-huh. She left the property and went off someplace on her own. Okay. Again, if you'd like to talk to me longer than we can here right now, yes. can I yes. give you my phone number? I want okay. I want everybody to write this number down so they, they can call you during the week and schedule a session. So everybody okay. grab a pencil. We'll also put this on the website. Okay, perfect. It's 360-894-5000. Okay, thank you, Joy. You're very welcome, and I'm very sorry, Maria. It is a no-spin zone here at Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. 
This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, it really only takes five of them to fill the bathtub, or six jellos. If you're using, put, oh, it's Animal Radio, one 405 8405 is the number. With your questions about your animal, or if you're just checking in, saying, hey, my pet's great. We're listening to Animal Radio. Vlade, you sound a little bit hungover today, a little, a little slow. Yeah, what do you mean by slow? It means I'm slow or what slow? Uh, no, you just sound a little tired like you woke up maybe 10 minutes ago. And I understand completely because I did. You know what? <laughs> you know, I think because I'm uh, on the ultimate stage of preparation to moving to my new life, oh. a new step in my new life in uh, California. You want to go to the phones? Sure I do. Okay. I believe we, is it Madeline we have on the phones? Yes. Hi, Madeline. How are you doing? Good. You are on with Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Cool. Hello. What state are you calling from? Huntington, West Virginia. Okay, okay. And how can I help you, Madeline? What type of the problems you have with your pet? Well, my dog, he chews things up. He's about a year and a half old. We got him six months ago. He's a small beagle. And we know he was abused as a puppy because if you try to put the leash on him to take him out, he'll tinkle on the floor, especially if it's a man. And mm-hmm. he chews on toys and shoes, but he won't chew on chew toys for dogs. And he'll climb on the table and steal things off them, like he took my mom's $250 GPS watch off the table and chewed it up. Why, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently he didn't want your mom to find out where he was, where he would be, what he would be in the possession of the stolen property. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Madeline, uh, first of all, as far as he's been abused or not abused, you see, we cannot change the past, and uh, we just need to talk about the future. And I'm going to tell you, in a lot of cases, that uh, sometimes um, can be not truth, because... Uh, uh, sometimes people tell me, oh, you know, my dog is afraid from the vacuum cleaner. So it won't mean what? He was abused from, with the vacuum cleaner or he afraid from the broomstick? It doesn't mean he was abused with the broomstick. I think it's a genetic factor having to do with a certain, uh, his reaction. I think he's a mani- manipulative dog and a little bit smart one. And uh, he's um, unexercised physically, mentally. He has uh, no leadership in your household. And uh, he just uh, do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't want anyone to take care control over him and uh, when you try to put the leash and make him to do something he tells you uh 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 forget your meddling i gotta lay down all right it's called passive resistance so uh let me give you a quick fix to your problem which mostly you complain about such as chewing uh the items um all that you need to do to convince <laughs> to convince your pet that uh, chewing uh, inappropriate items uh, doesn't feel good. So you need to cover them with the, some type of the very displeasant t- taste spray. Uh, you can use whatever p- product you can get from the pet store, and uh, if you tried bitter apple or fui, it may work or not. But if you tried everything and nothing worked, the only one product I know work for every dog, even for crazy a Labrador retriever who can chew through the walls, you know, and like to chew and eat jalapeno peppers and things like that. The name of the product is Chew Guard. You can Google it. 
chew guard that works miraculously so whenever you use chew guard or <laughs> regular uh, bitter apple or fui product you need to spray this um, product on the item we, we're going to do chew discriminative methods so we're going to pick the items that he likes to chew maybe get five of them like i don't know remote controller sock uh, maybe shoe whatever it is spray them uh, liberally and after that Touch his lips with one of the items. Let him immediately taste that bad taste up front. Don't wait when it's evaporated. The biggest mistake people make, spray the items, forget about them. In a couple of days or next day, the dog lick it, and after it's everything evaporated, it has no effect. On the scale 1 to 10, you have to start with 10 when it comes to corrections. So make sure up front, do st- up, uh, strike up front. And uh, after that, you know, even if you're going to smell in other items, he will say, oh, I know that bad taste because the dog has already was experienced with that taste before. Now, on another hand, you got to provide for him nice things. I cannot believe he doesn't like to chew the searching toys. You can always use uh, plastic, plastic bones with a natural flavor. If he doesn't like it, put some scent on it. You can use uh, peanut butter or creamy cheese, put on it, and after wipe it so it would not soil your carpet or flooring, and after allow the dog. It's called true discrimination. Let him figure out what is the bad, has a bad taste, what is a good, a great taste. And another product works, uh, Melanie, uh, Madeline, all the time by name, Bully Stick. For the few who doesn't know what the Bully Stick means, Hell, could you tell me, please, uh, uh, what the bullet stick means? It's really just, isn't it like a soft rawhide, pretty much, that you could get at the store? Yeah, pretty much. Just ask them for the bully stick. Okay, okay. so ask just for the bullet stick, Madeline, okay? Okay. Okay, so correct for you what you don't want your dog to chew, and after offer him what you want him to chew, that will not take care of the issue as far as quick fix and long-term solution. Get the dog physical exercise, get the dog mentally stimulated by doing obedience training. If you're the boss, he will never touch your stuff. If he thinks everything belongs to him, he will always chew you out of your house. Thank you for calling us. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. I don't know how old she was. <laughs> that is why I gave you it to handle. <laughs> and you guys handle it well. Because yeah. I don't want you to scream at me after that. Yeah. Al handles that hot seat very well. He basically he basically was like a one minute, one second delay. Hell didn't know what to say. Yeah. Hell on his own delay. Looking at the uh, the door to the closet which inside is a Celestron spotting scope and binoculars a Bissell deep cleaning pet vac as well as I believe little five of those little hand vacs a Disney G-Force and up paraphernalia litter robots in there and I believe just, toys toys I don't think the actual <laughs> ice cream is in there but there's no. coupons for Hot yeah, ice cream yes we ate all the ice cream, me and Judy. <laughs> well, you know, we got to sample what we give away. we yeah. got to make sure it's all good. Ain't That's all right. It? Quality control. This package now worth about $2,000. And let's get someone qualified for it right now at 1-866-405-8405. is Animal Radio Network.
celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Dean Koontz is going to be on the show today. Very excited about that. He's, a, he's written a few books. This is his first first uh, real-life story. Well, all of them have been fiction up to this point. That's true. This is his first non-fiction book. And it's about his dog. This is his fourth time on Animal Radio. At We're least. trying to figure it out. A gazillion times he's been on. Uh, also, a lot of news during the week. Of course, uh, the CEO of the SPCA that left the dog in the car. Oh. Did you? Oh. This is because it. one of the things. Can I just go m- jump back to Twitter for a second? Sure. One of the things that that we tweet on hot days here on the West Coast is, "It's hot. Don't leave your kids or your pets in your car." Yeah, you know, even and if then it's I, like 75, 80 degrees, that could be 100. Exactly. And then to see that the CEO yeah. of an animal organization but, has but, done just that. In her defense. All right, let's hear it. Her husband put the dog in the car and did not tell her. Sometimes she took the dog to work. This is the day she didn't take the dog to work. The husband put the car in the back. It was bl- it was blind and deaf, 16-year-old dog, so he laid down probably very quietly. She did yeah. not know the dog was there. The husband forgot to tell her. Time to get rid of the husband. Really. <laughs> it's Lock just him in the tragic. Car. Yeah. All the way around. It's yeah. just tragic. Yes, it is. It sure is. Hi, who is this? Uh, my name's Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Irvine. Calling from Irvine, California? Yes. Okay, you're on with Vlade. Brenda, hi. How can I help you? Well, I have a question. I have two American Bulldog pit mixes. Oh, and boy. One is okay. Highly, yeah, they're one to 100 pounds male. How old they took a deep breath? Okay. Okay. One's extremely hyper, the female's extremely hyper, but the male's aggressive. And Do they hyper when they see other people? Uh, no, like, not with people, with, um, with uh, the other with dog. So hyper and male is also as aggressive, am I right? Yes, yes. And, you, and your question is how to fix it? Please. Okay. Uh, regarding aggressive, if that dog has already been another dog or just uh, show up? Like typically male is not really big harm down, but just show up. He bit one other dog. How badly? Um, no bad than a normal dog fight. And no scratches, no putting in the hospital, things like that? No, huh? Listen, if your dog played with another dog before, you can you can make him play it again. So what okay. I would suggest, first of all, before you do anything, you need to have a better control, put a more control on your dog. It can be achieved uh, through the solid obedience training. Check out DVD, Obedience for Life, from my website. That's what will oh. teach your dog, be subordinate. Worry a little bit about you and your leadership rather than worry about other things and be hyper toward other dogs or humans. Now, hyperactivities or dog ADD can be cured too very quickly if you will establish self-control in your dog. Listen, Brenda, when I see the beautiful woman down the street, you know, I am getting very excited too, but I have a self-control, so your dog must have self-control as well. And again and again, it is through obedience training. Now, if there is no way and he still wants to jump on another dog or get into the fight and some such and such, your dog must be corrected. I would suggest have a muzzle on your dog. Make sure to put the muzzle before you bring to the dog park or anywhere else so the dog would use to the muzzle because I don't see you have a so bad case, so you can probably do yourself. 
and uh, put maybe good uh, uh, pinch color on your dog and leash. And at any time when your dog even thinking about doing something bad, sharply snap the leash as you make the noise. Ah! And if you did your obedience training before, your dog is already see you as authoritative figure. It will not take too much for you to get control over the situation. But if oh. not, your world will never change. Oh, well, this world's got to change. <laughs> okay, um, so check out DVD. You, this is the starting point. Go ahead, Brenda. You, I heard you give advice on on um, giving a dog a job mentally and physically. Is that on the DVD? Sure. Uh, job physically, no. It's going to be on online TV or another DVD by name, Instant Solutions. As the bonus section from DVD, Instant Solutions. Trust me, you just start from the basic. You get the dog physical exercise, mental exercise, and your dog maybe will not want to do that because he will be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Tired kids sleep well, Brenda. Yes, and I want to thank you for your time. Thank you so much for your calling. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. This is Animal Radio. Radio, where dogs rule and cats are king, and the status symbol of choice is that really expensive squeaky toy. <laughs> oh, the dog really likes that one. Yes, she does. Squeaky toys are the best. Oh, yes. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. Our family consists of Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vinnie Penn. He's just, uh, he's just, he, he calls himself a party animal. He, and that's he what, is. And he gets paid around here, so it's obviously a valid uh, title. Animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims, and Bobby working on news over there. She's also our Twitterer. She's Twittering right now as we speak. I am the head twit. You, Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Hold it. You said I it. I just you insulted said myself. it, yes. Which well, reminds me of the Monty Python bit. Yes. There were so many that I loved. Yes. And yes, we do follow John Cleese. Oh, really? Yeah, On Twitter? Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Mr. Cleese, Twitters. Now, can they put a restraining order on us for following them? Stop it. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I want Not to Not until they find out. <laughs> Animal communicator Joy Turner is on the way. If you want to talk to your pet. Now, I'm kind of a skeptic with, with this whole thing, but she has her way of Twittering without the electronics. She actually talks to your animal, and they don't even need to be alive. Say it's an animal like from... Uh, a decade. So yeah. You grew up with. You want to yeah, talk to the pet that you grew up with? Your childhood pet? Wow. Apparently, Joy Turner can do that. And if you would like to talk with her on air at one 405 8405 let's get you in queue right now. Uh, that's coming up after the news. What are you working on for the news, Bobby? Well, as we approach the dog days of summer and the heat wave is wrapping up the country, question, what would you do if you saw a dog locked in a car on a hot day? Ooh. We're going to have some answers for you, legal and otherwise, coming up in the news. I'd break that window. Wouldn't you break that window? Most people have answered that exactly. We'll find out. Problem is, you can't just break a window. Still on the way. Dean Coots. For his fourth or fifth time. We can't figure it out. We don't know how many times he's been on. He's back. And he'll be joining us in just a few minutes here. Big animal lover gives all his uh, proceeds to his books. I don't know if he's doing it with this next book. I'll have to find out. But he's 
gives them to the Canine Companion for Independence. Is that the same organization that uh, little uh, Kyle Kyle did lemonade? He did his lemonade stand. So twenty five thousand dollars oh. worth of lemonade and gave donated it to, them. it to them. Yes, Ooh, very good. Dean Kuntz on the way, and I see that Bobby's working on new. She just handed me what she's working on here. Uh, apparently. Uh, the late Senator Ted Kennedy is being remembered as the Lion of the Senate, big animal advocate, and what they're doing to celebrate that. Also, John Mayer in the news. Good guy? Bad guy? You'll find out. one 405 8405 Hi, Brenda. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Where um, yes, go ahead. I was going to ask you where you are today. Well, Acton, Virginia. Okay. Uh, yeah, Central Virginia, not far from Charlottesville. I know and the I area. Have a question. I have a question about a turkey. Okay, a turkey. Oh, that must be for me then, I am assuming, not for the other turkey over here, Hal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's kind of a bizarre story, but, but basically what happened is it fell off of a turkey truck going to slaughter. And okay. it was laying in the middle of an interstate, and I rescued it, to make a long story short. I, I got it. Struggled it and got it into the back of my car, took it home, have it in a dog pen. And um, I know nothing about turkeys, nothing okay. whatsoever. And it's been a couple of days, and I'm having a hard time getting to eat or drink. I've tried the, the wild turkey feed. I've tried the cracked corn, and, and he is uh, drinking a little bit of water, but he's up and walking around and seems to be doing fine. Okay. Well, that is a crazy story. He fell off of a turkey <laughs> truck. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. He, hopefully yeah, he wasn't around, like, oh, well, that's cute. Was he around, like, the Purdue Farms or anything like that? Well, they have they have a lot of turkey farms uh, around us, and they mass produce them. And I don't know if it's the fact that he was tube-fed, because he's huge. I don't know if mm-hmm. he was tube-fed for feeding like they do sometimes, the force feeding, or because he doesn't seem to know how to eat. Huh. No, and he, he's fully feathered. He's how about how much does this guy weigh? Oh, this guy weighs probably fifty pounds. Seriously. Okay, so he's a big fella. Okay, yeah. well, you know, as far as the the sad thing about the turkey industry is, like, if we cross over to the pets, is that these guys <laughs> in captivity aren't really like the domestically bred turkeys. They're really not here for the long term, so yes. they actually <laughs> tend to be bred for really big body size and yes. they they really don't live really past a year of age and, and they can actually have some problems with their body weight becoming so big for themselves so yes. that I don't know if we're dealing with something like that as far as diet in general um, housing recommendations I can tell you for turkeys is that um, you know we definitely want to go with more of like a turkey feed so if you've gone to one of the feed stores and gotten that that would be what I would say most of these places um, in a production facility they're not with a big bird like that likely going to be tube feeding a large bird he should be eating something um, more on a, a, a regular feed scale um, you okay. can also try adding in fresh vegetables fruits make sure he's got some some grasses um, to oh, kind okay. of forage. Um, so, um, and, and the other thing would be to make sure he's got lots of room because these guys, obviously, they're pretty big, even though they don't fly. Um, uh-huh. You know, he needs he needs to have lots of room. And then the right. other thing 
would be um, where you're housing him. Some because a lot of these uh, poultry can actually have fear of predators. Sometimes they will not thrive if they feel like they're vulnerable. So mm-hmm. we can give them visual things to hide around. So sometimes we'll put a perimeter oh, okay. fence, okay. like a three three foot kind of guard around the fencing, just so he kind of oh, hides. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, the wild shrubs. already visited him, so... Um, the, the who's visited him? <laughs> the wild turkey. Yeah, the wild turkeys oh. have already come in to pay him a visit. Oh, uh, have so you named him? Some... Uh, I'm sorry? Have you named him? Uh, the wild turkeys? No. No, have you named your turkey? Yeah, his name's She's... Gilbert Grape. Gilbert Grape. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot to be thankful for, doesn't he? Yes, he does. I mean, he survived the fall off the truck. He survived me getting him in my car. I mean, you know, I hate to see him just, you know, waste away and die, but uh, everybody's telling him just keep him to Thanksgiving and doing that. I can't do that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I think think he's pretty lucky you two found each other for a reason. It looks like you now have a pet turkey. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out how to get him to eat and everything. He's yeah. just now started walking, so I, it, it appears that he's never walked before. Um, it, you know, because he's really not injured, so huh. it just mm-hmm. appears that he's never walked. So I guess he's like I said, the way they they breed him in captivity, he probably yeah. didn't and have any do, room to walk. They and they do just they get so big that they actually physically can't support their own weight. So yeah, that can Correct. be a. Mm. kind of the dark side to the whole turkey industry yeah. there, huh? Well, I appreciate your time and your suggestions. Thank you so All much. Right. Thank you for your well, call good today. Luck. Okay, okay, bye-bye. Let's uh, bet up on the board there. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Debbie did the iguana. She did the, uh, what was it last week? There was the African greys, the dogs, the cats. Oh, we've the, had uh, skunks. Durable skunks. The trout. Trout. <laughs> uh, we all love our animals, huh? one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms, even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds can win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911 today. For more information, go to Pets911.com. 
proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live green is best for you, your family, and that includes your pets. This is Animal Radio. See if we can do this without mentioning her name. Okay, good luck. Animal Radio is brought to you by Lucky Dog Cuisine. Healthy, wholesome, natural food for your dog. A perfect canine blend of protein and carbohydrates made with only the finest natural ingredients. It happens to be the official food of the stunt dog here at Animal Radio. She loves it. And the best thing about it is there's no preservatives in it. What does that mean for you? Well, it gets shipped to you on dry ice right from their kitchens. You put it in your freezer and you defrost it. Uh, take it out a day. I, what I do is I take out a packet a day ahead. Wow. And so it's uh-huh. gently defrosted. Right, and, right. In the refrigerator overnight. And then in the morning, I just put it out for Ladybug. Oh, uh, you did it. I knew you uh, could You could it. not say her name. Nope. <laughs> Check it out, Lucky Dog Cuisine. Let me give you the phone number. It's 843 227 Five nine zero zero, or head on over to LuckyDogCuisine.com. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Joe sounds a lot like a dial tone or like a busy signal. Have you, did you notice that at all, Doctor? I think. Yeah, and you know, it, it just kind of weakens my confidence here, man. Where's our callers? Where's the phone energy? I think we actually blew out the phones because of the uh, summer giveaway. We getting Joe back on the phones? Hey, Joe. Where are you going? The magic of modern radio. <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey, uh, um, quick question for you. Quick answer. I have two dogs. Um, both were adopted from shelters. Um, they're Golden Retriever Labrador mixes. Um, one's about a 95-pound uh, dog. One's about a 75-pound dog. And ever okay. since that we've had them, and we've had them for six, eight months now, um, they won't eat just a, a straight dry dog food. So we mix things in. We mix a, a wet dog food in. And a lot of times what we found is they like hamburger mixed in with their I'm dry sure dog. I'm sure they do. <laughs> and I have no problem giving that to them. But what I want to okay. know is, is that all right for them? Well, um, you know, hamburger in itself, if it's, the, you know, without the fat, we're not cooking any grease with it, you know, it's not necessarily a bad food. The concern, I guess, you know, the, the question I'd go back to is, you know, if they don't want to eat dry food, how, how much do we want to try to make them eat what we want them to eat or not? And if you're comfortable mixing in the little bit of canned food or the hamburger, um, then that's where the battle lines has, have to start. If, if you don't want to work on that it's probably fine on a small amount here or there. Just got to recognize that it's hard, harder to uh, adapt them to a dry food if we're kind of always dressing things into the food. So, um, if you want to play tough love, 
um, you can do it. And you give them that dry food, give them three to four days. And if they're only just nibbling on that dry food, that's fine. Um, but if you want to dress it with a little yummies, um, you know, most vets like me will say, don't do it. <laughs> but um, just because there can be some variation in their diet, uh, can cause digestive upset, pancreatitis. So um, my vote would be not to do it, um, but if you do do it, <laughs> then make sure it's defatted hamburger, very small amount, um, and try and keep the basis of the food as the dry food. But if if I did it every day consistently, would that uh, uh, eliminate all the digestive problems and things of that nature? Not necessarily. You can still have the tendency for um, some digestive upset. Um, so I wouldn't say that that's going to eliminate that risk. Um, it's just going to make your grocery bill a little bit higher, and uh, we'll have to watch their waistlines a little bit more with uh, if we're f- adding fresh meat into their diet. But other than that, there's, I mean, other than the fact that they might gain some weight, which they have not, um, they haven't gained any weight, uh, doing, and we've been doing this for months now, but I've had several people just tell me that it's not good for them, and I'm just worried about their overall health, not what yeah. my actual bill is to feed them. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'd have to say just nutritionally for their stability of their diet, for eliminating the possibility of some of these um, problems like pancreatitis, I'd say don't give it. Um, but, you know, there's oodles of people that would disagree with me and say, I've been doing it for years and have never suffered a problem. It's just that one pet out of, you know, a couple thousand where you're going to run into a problem where you have pancreatitis or you have a digestive upset. And even giving something like a table scrap that they're commonly um, accustomed to um, can still cause a problem. So uh, I guess it's all the risk factors. If you want to eliminate any possibility, uh, I'd say go ahead and, and stop that practice. Um, but uh, the risk, I will agree, is very low that, um, you know, that you're going to have a problem with that. All right. I thank you very much. Okay, thank you. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team, Dr. Debbie or Vladi, Animal Communicator Joy Turner, Susan or Bobby. Bobby is Twittering right now. What is she's she? She's always Twittering. She's uh, she's Twittering about. She's asking people whether or not they would break into a car if they saw a dog inside that was uh, suffering from heat exhaustion. What Whoa. would you do? Uh, Twitter her back, by the way, and I think she's going to get someone qualified for the summer giveaway on the Twitter site, which is twitter.com slash animal radio. I sound like an old man. The Twitter site. <laughs> Go on over to the Twitter site. Hey, listen, she embraces it for animal radio. I just prefer to be uh, the dumb uh, technophobe here at Animal Radio. Let's uh, head to the phones at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Don Marie. Hi, Don Marie. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. How can we help you today? Um, I had a cat who had um, hepatic lipidosis and had also diabetes. And subsequent to all this, we got him cured, etc. And not only that, but I was able to change his diet and, and, and control his, in, his glucose so much where he didn't require insulin anymore. The question that I have is, does diabetes come back or can it come back? Oh, certainly, yeah. And you, you might be in a little bit different situation here, Don Marie, with your cat, because sometimes we can have primary diabetes, and sometimes there's secondary diabetes. So um, it sounds like, you know, you had a, a pretty major liver issue going on with your kitty, and, and wonderful that uh, your cat pulled through, because that is a very tough condition with the liver. Um, but yes, diabetes in cats can be transient, and um, so cats maybe require insulin, 
insulin for a period of time. And if we're well controlled, sometimes it actually kind of goes away. Um, and we know that that can come back and what can, what can trigger it can be stresses in their life. So I've known folks that, you know, they go away and bored and their cat breaks with the diabetes again. Um, change in household environment, things like that. So, um, yes, it can definitely happen. And, um, I'd say the best things you can do, um, to help prevent that would be to keep a good healthy weight in your kitty. Um, because, um, an overweight cat is more prone to, um, showing signs of diabetes. So, uh, does that fall f- true for your kitty? Um, he was when I first adopted him. And that's the funny thing is when I had adopted him from the Humane uh, Center, he was 18 pounds. And now he's wow. he fluctuates between 13 and 14, which is a, a good weight for him. Um, he's on a, sh- a strict protein diet. Um, good. And, you know, he, I, I do have a feline glucometer, which I periodically check him once a month just so that I'm you know, <laughs> You're on top of things because those were some of the other things I was going to mention is that to, to help prevent the uh, recurrence of the diabetes, um, we actually go high-protein, low-carbohydrate food. So that's good. And then um, you're okay. way ahead of the curve if you're doing home monitoring um, by blood sugar checks because a lot of folks will just say the simple way is to, to get some urine um, test strips from the local pharmacy and watch for glucose in the urine. But if you're testing his blood, awesome. You are you're very compliant pet owner <laughs> oh yes oh yes I want to you know he was my pride and joy and I had him for two months and this is start, what started happening so I was determined to make sure that he got restored to health and um, you know I just wanted to know if the diabetes could potentially come back and you know I'm trying to follow all of the rules to make sure it doesn't but mm-hmm. that's not doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to that's why I was just yeah you know, just inquiring yeah, that's the hard thing because it kind of, you always feel like in the background that yes, it could happen. Um, but, you know, I think if you're being as vigilant as, as what you're saying here, then you're doing everything possible, um, that we can to, to really stay ahead of this. And, you know, it's interesting. This can happen in cats. We don't really see a transient diabetes in dogs. Usually when dogs get diabetes, they're diabetic from there forward, but cats are a little sneaky. And a lot of feline vets would say that they break all the rules anyways when it comes to medical they, cases. They are so really weird. They do different things than, than the dogs, don't they? Is it harder to be a doctor for a cat than it is a dog? I think so, yeah. And I think that cats are just intrinsically, they can... They hide disease better. They don't complain. Um, dogs are, you know, more um, social in the human-dog bonding. So they kind of give their uh, descriptions to us in nonverbal ways. Cats, it's kind of like, eh, I'm hanging out. You know, everything's cool, Mom. <laughs> well, we wish her the best of luck. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. Made possible by Debt Settlement USA. This half hour of Animal Radio is brought to you by Debt Settlement USA. I want you to just write down right now. You may not use it today. You may not use it tomorrow. You may never use it. I hope you never have to. But if you're getting into credit card debt, and let's say you're paying one card with another card, or let's say, okay, you're at the limit of one card, and someone else is offering you another card, and you're thinking, okay, this is a good way to pay that debt off, right? Mm, if bad this, idea. If this is a familiar situation for you, like you're not alone, really. I've been there. Judy's been there. I believe Bobby's been there. If there's a slight little inkling that you might be having some credit card trouble, I want you to write this number down. one 888 And when you feel like using it, pick it up, call, say, 
what can you do for me? And there's no obligation whatsoever to do that. Just ask them, how can you keep me out from bankruptcy? one 888 Vinny Penn, Party Animal, coming at you with another Party Animal installment. I've got two words for you, two words that women cannot resist. Vinny Penn. No. They can resist that, believe me. Those words are the litter. If a girl hears that someone, a coworker, someone has a cat, and the cat just had, had a bunch of kittens, and there's a litter, or a dog had a bunch of puppies, and there's a litter, they get magical. The litter? Are, are they all claimed? Are they all... T- I mean, I have seven animals of my own in an apartment that doesn't allow animals, but you just said the words, the litter, and our... If there were nine kittens, they'll immediately think, are eight of them one color, but the ninth another color? Because the one that is a different color than all the others, that's the one that I want. What is it about the words, the litter, that light women, it lights them up more than donuts in the coffee room at work. Donuts in the conference room does nothing to the working woman as much as the words, the litter. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Okay, hit it. (laughs) This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. What would you do if you saw a dog locked in a car on a hot day? Would you take action? Call Animal Control. Call 911. Break the car window. Yes. Animal lovers have those three choices. And according to the California Highway Patrol, they'd rather you call 911. Laws will vary from state to state. But here in California, the section of the law covering this says that it is illegal to break into a car to rescue an animal unless you are an animal control officer, humane officer, or peace officer. Good Samaritans could face charges of vandalism or destruction of property. However, the animal owner would be cited and fined for the offense. But then there's also the civil liability aspect to consider. So, yeah, and it's really about it. Really hard to break it's, a window. It, when's the last time you tried breaking a car window on a late model car? It does not break like it no. does on TV and in the movies. Yes. So. I suggest you call 911. And the late Senator Ted Kennedy is being remembered as the lion of the Senate, but he was also an animal advocate. Humane Society President and CEO Wayne Passell wrote recently that Kennedy was, quote, a stalwart, a stalwart ally over the years on a wide range of legislation to protect companion animals, farm animals, animals in research, and wildlife. The senator had a particular affection for his own Portuguese water dogs, Sonny and Splash. Most family vacations involve an overpacked station wagon towing a StarCraft camper filled with bickering siblings careening down the highway. (laughs) Remember that? Oh, yeah. But not if you're the first family. They get Air Force One and 28 acres in Martha's Vineyard. The local dog lovers were so thrilled at the Obama's vacation destination that they threw the first ever Martha's Vineyard Dog Parade in Bo Obama's honor. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. That's a nice little editorial comment, Hal. (laughs) 
Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that woof. <laughs> Let me remind you, it's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. 1-866-405-8405 to check in today. We have, uh, is he on? Oh, great. Yes, hey, he's ready. Dean Kutz, ladies and gentlemen. Dean, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. I'm trying to think, is this your third or fourth or fifth time on Animal Radio? We're looking at back at the schedules here. <laughs> I, I, if I come on again, I want to have a bed there. So yeah, just, we're I, thinking of just putting one in the corner over here. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, I think you've been on, we're close enough friends now that I could be real honest with you, right? Uh, well, depending on what you say, it may fly into a frenzy of outrage, but go ahead. Yeah, when it comes from yeah, hell, you never hell. Hey, listen, I really love the nonfiction. I am a big Dean Koontz nonfiction fan now. And I say this because this is your first nonfiction book. We're talking about A Big Little Life, talking about your dog, Trixie, who has been such an integral part of your life, as well as so many other people. Uh, it really touched. Actually, I believe she had her own blog. Is that how it all started? Well, she uh, she started writing reviews of my books and little comments about things for our snail mail newsletter we send out to readers. And the uh, person I had worked with in publishing before read these and said, uh, hey, let's do a, a book in which Trixie writes about life based on these things you're putting in the newsletter. And I thought she had lost her mind, but Trixie's <laughs> first book, which was called Life is Good, outsold my first hardcover, 16 to 1. Wow. So, Whoa. Oh, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, there was a lot of envy going around the Coons house for a while. Yeah, I bet. I bet. That was uh, Bliss to you was uh, in what was that? It must have been just prior to 2007 when she passed. Obviously. Yeah, Yeah. well actually Bliss to you came uh, after she passed. Okay. But uh, she... uh, she passed in uh, uh, 2007, so it's been uh, just about a little over two years now. That was the last time we spoke to you, so a couple of years. How does the Kunz family, how are they dealing with this still? I mean, the book has been probably very cathartic. Uh, writing a, a memoir of her, A Big Little Life, very cathartic. I thought it would be difficult. It wasn't. I had great fun writing it. Uh, because the subject was so much fun. And uh, we were in deep grief for about eight months. It was a difficult thing. Uh, and it took us about eight months to be ready to have another dog. And then uh, we told CCI, Canine Companions for Independence, who mm. had given us Trixie as a release dog, that we thought we were ready. And we got another uh, golden retriever female named Anna, who's been with us now a little over a year. And oh, wow. Totally different little personality, but really? wonderful in her own way. 
Now, she's a descendant from Trixie, is she not? We didn't even know it. It's very strange because uh, Canine Companions, Trixie had actually been in service for six months before she had an elbow problem and had to be released. But Anna got through 22 months of the 24 months, and they couldn't break her being distracted by birds and cats and dogs. <laughs> Aww, and so she couldn't, she couldn't become an assistant. No. Dog. So uh, they sent it, brought her to her. We loved her on site and said, yes, we'll take her. And then a few months or a couple months later when they gave us her adoption papers, we discovered, they discovered, much to their surprise, that she was, uh, that her grandfather was Trixie's litter mate. Wow. So she's Trixie's grandniece, and uh, that's quite amazing. If you know these breeders are spread over no- a number yeah. of states, and uh-huh. uh, this is over a period of like 10 years or more. You, you talk about Canine Companions for Independence, and they do some great work. And we may have some new listeners. Can you explain a little bit about the organization? Because you've been tied with them for a long time now. Yeah, they, uh, they provide... Um, service dogs or assistance dogs for uh, people with severe disabilities. And so if uh, a paraplegic or even a quadriplegic is unable to live alone, uh, they can get one of these dogs, and it so improves their uh, their uh, mobility and capabilities that they find they can live alone. And uh, it's, it's a great life-changing thing. These dogs not only are great assistance dogs, but they're companions that that lift everybody's spirits and, and make for a happier life of everyone who has one. And they now do dog, social dogs for autistic children, uh, and it changes uh, behavior of autistic children pretty dramatically and makes their lives better and the lives of their parents better. So it's an astonishing organization that just has uh, found ways to use the human-dog bond that are miraculous when you see them. Now I got this group that's oops I'm sorry that that's or uh, they're located in Oceanside yes. California Canine Companions for Independence. They're actually the, they've got five uh, centers all over the United States, but the one we Good. work with is here in Oceanside. Yeah. Now I don't want to be speaking out of line here, and I hope I'm not because I may owe, owe a lot of money after this. But I am assuming that some proceeds from a big little life are going to CCI. Uh, all of the royalties uh, on uh, A Big Little Life go to CCI. Oh, you're the best, you're Dean. Dean. Oh, awesome. And uh, all of Trixie's uh, income from the books she's written, she's got children's book lines starting this fall. And uh, uh, she had a line of Good Dog Trixie products in every PetSmart in the country uh, for two months of test marketing this summer. And all that income goes to CCI. So it tickles me that this little dog is throwing such a long shadow. We're with Dean Koontz. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with nonfiction writer Dean Koontz. Yeah. This is Animal Radio. Snakes and lizards creep into our hearts and homes. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Many people have fond memories of growing up with a great pet like a dog or a cat, but increasingly more children are growing up with Hissy the Snake and Iggy the Iguana. According to the American Pet Products Manufacturers Association, more than 11 million reptiles and 18 million small mammals have found their homes in American homes across the country. These numbers, when added to the 17 million pet birds out there, have topped 15% of all American pet-owning households. Although many people shudder at the thought of a scaly creature in their home, reptile owners say that it is that exact uniqueness and individuality that has attracted them to their pets. 
low maintenance, low food bills, and the ability to house these pets in smaller apartments have city dwellers becoming more interested in these distinctive animals. Common reptile pets include large constricting snakes such as the ball and Burmese python, the iguana, chameleon, tortoises, and even such oddities as scorpions, tarantulas, and millipedes are becoming exotic pets. Now, not to be outdone, exotic mammals have also entered the contest to win the hearts of American pet owners. Unusual mammals such as the African pygmy hedgehog are showing up in pet stores across the country. Other hairy oddities include the Australian sugar glider. That's a marsupial squirrel-like pet and the American prairie dog. Each pet has its own supporters, but all agree that properly socialized, these animals make interesting, lovable pets. Before purchasing any of these pets, potential owners should be aware of all the peculiar needs these animals have. Housing can become an issue, as many of these snakes and lizards cannot grow their initial aquariums. Appropriate food sources are also a concern. Many of these creatures, including the mammals, have the need for live prey. Zoonotic disease transmission can also occur since many reptiles have salmonella in their intestinal system or on their skin. And many small animals can harbor unique pathogenic viruses. Speak with your veterinarian before purchasing this type of pet. He or she may not be comfortable with the husbandry or treatment of these pets, so you may need to search for a doctor who knows about your individual exotic pet's special needs. For more information about exotic pets and their pros and cons, visit myvnn.com. For the Veterinary News Network, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys, reporting for Animal Radio. Let's face it, life happens from spills to pet stains. One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot, and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets, and your family. Call 1-800-874-7070 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-800-874-7070. Or go to OneShotPlus.com to get yours now. Hi, this is Bill Marr. Every year, millions of animals wander away from home, and tragically, most are never reunited with their family. Now there's a way to help a stray animal find its way home. It's called Pets 911. Simply call 1-888-PETS-911 and do your part to help ensure a better future for our animal friends. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their lucky dog. Lucky dog cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from lucky dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit luckydogcuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. Luckydogcuisine.com. That's luckydogcuisine.com. 
Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. 1-866-405-8405. The whole gang is here, including Dean Koontz. Can't figure it out his fourth or fifth time on air with us. Brazilian. We're going to put a bed in right on over yes. here for you, Dean. The thing yes. about the book that I really love, and I noticed this with you, Judy, you mentioned uh-huh. this too, is we all know how, well, we think we know how it ends. We know that uh, that uh, Trixie, of course, is no longer with us. So we're all kind of set for this heart-wrenching oh, end. Got your box of Kleenexes ready. It, it was heartbreaking. Short and sweet. But it left me with a, a good taste in my mouth. It's uh, It moves people to tears, they tell me. But at the same time, uh, this was a life that were, this little dog, I call the book A Big Little Life because she's a little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she only weighed 60-some pounds. But she had a giant influence on my life, my wife's life, and the lives of a number of people. And continues to do so she changed my life she changed the kind of books i write uh and she was a joy from day one till the end and so uh, you have to get through the grief and recognize the joy and i try to do that in the book i talk about the grief i talk about the loss but after that there was still the joy of all you had before and that's the thing you need to hold on to it really was a celebration of life mm-hmm. uh, it is it's as i say in this uh, if if one dog can change people so profoundly then there isn't any life that isn't a big life because all of us have the, uh, the possibility of changing other lives for the better. Now, will we see anything written by Anna in the near future? I think one dog writer in a family is probably <laughs> enough. <laughs> it goes uh, back to that first book, wasn't it? It was that envy when Trixie outshot yeah. him. I've, I've never quite gotten over it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're seeing Dean Coots with just a little tinge of jealousy right now. <laughs> But also, I think Anna's, from what I can see, uh, her talent doesn't lie in language so much as mathematics. I, uh, oh, I've caught her with, huh. you know, geometry books and things like that. So uh, I think she's on to something oh. else. <laughs> you know, Bobby here, she's doing a lot of writing. She she does it 140 characters at a time. She's tweeting. You're tweeting. Do you do that at That's all, That's right. Dean? Dean, are you on Twitter? Uh, I, I, we've opened a Twitter account because some, or we're opening one because some idiot out there opened one in my name. Oh, they did that and to us too. Uh-huh. They did that to Animal Radio too. An yes. imposter. Uh-huh. Yes, so but we we have to open it. But you know, I, I until two years ago didn't have email, uh-huh. and I still don't go online. I have an assistant who does all, any online I need done and who sends and receives my emails. Uh, I I see so many writers who spend three and four hours a day doing email. 
that I just know I'm an obsessive person, so I don't want to open the doors of the Internet. You're absolutely right. It is addictive. Stay away from it, Dean. (laughs) Dean, we thank you so much for joining us, and I'm sure we'll speak to you very soon again. A Big Little Life. I usually give out ten copies of this book, but since the proceeds are going to Canine Companion for Independence, I'm just going to give you the three copies that we... I'm going to give out the three copies right now that are our studio review copies, if you'd like to read it. And then I'm going to encourage you to go on out to your store, pick it up, A Big Little Life, a memoir of a joyful dog, Trixie, of course, and Dean Poots joining us. Thanks, Dean. Thank you very much for having me there. Take care. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Dick Van Patten on Animal Radio. And be sure to state your pets. This is Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. We do it every weekend. We thank you for joining us. Go ahead, grab your pets. Bring them over to the radio. We actually have some high frequency noises that only your dogs can hear. And they're actually being entertained on another level as we in the human voice range talk right now. You're not feeding them any subliminal no, messages. No, no, but there like are that? two shows going on okay. one for the dogs and one for you. Vlade, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Uh, you're always talking about treating the dogs like they're dogs and not like humans. I'm starting exactly. to get it. Tell me about exactly. that. Exactly. Dogs must be pe- must be treated as the dogs. In fact, dogs wants to be treated as the dogs. Listen, people, if the God wants to, to create instead of dogs the humans, he would create them as the humans. But they came to us as the dogs, and we love them because they are the dogs and not as the humans. Uh, you know, you can sleep with your dog in the bed. You can, um, you know, bathe, ba- bathing them in the bathtub with you together. You maybe can feed them out of your table, maybe giving them Russian caviar with Russian vodka. But they're still the dogs. And if you will treat them as the humans, they will treat you as the dogs. Ooh, okay. So you can love them up as much as you would love up, you know, a girlfriend or a boyfriend. But remember, they're the dogs, and you got to be in control. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. It's, a, it's the same thing like with the with the parents and kids. Back in Europe, we don't believe uh, kids and parents needs to be equal. So we don't believe uh, in any friendliness around. We just believe when the when the parents becoming friends to their kids, kids are growing, not raising. It's always demarcation line, and there is no loss of the love or something. This is just demarcation of the line. We say, eh, eh, you don't talk to the parents this way. Talk to your friend that way. That's it. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks. Where are you calling from? Michigan. Michigan? Where in Michigan? Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. You're pretty nearby. Sarah, you, you, you're calling to the Michigan guy. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I have a Siberian Husky, and she's developed a pattern of attacking very small dogs. Oh, boy. And i got to tell you, I mean, the hell is going to right now yell at me again because I'm talking talk about the breed trays. Huskies has a beautiful eyes. Sounds like mine, but Huskies are great pets, but they, they are some problematic. If, if you don't train them right and socialize them right, we see in our practice 
a lot of problems with the Huskies and Malamu. As a matter of fact, I am working right now in my boot camp in my home. One Husky brought all the way from Chicago, and I'm working with that pet. But, Sarah, your question is, you have a Husky who is um, basically attacking small dogs. What about the big dogs? Uh, she's just fine. Plays. There's no aggression. She's perfect mm. with them. Okay. By attacking, did you mean uh, you you even had chance to let her go and she will chase and kill and try to kill or bite, or you you thinking about just having her on the leash and she goes after? Well, both times the attack occurred, she was at a day camp, so we mm-hmm. were not supervising her, and they were playing in a penned area without leashes, and she mm-hmm. actually bit the dog. And try to pick the them dog. up and shake them to kill them, you know? Oh, oh boy. Um, oh, boy. Okay. I, I will tell you very, very honestly. From this, from the, what you, from what you just told me, first of all, I, when it comes to this situation, I will tell you, don't risk it. You need to find a good qualified trainer in your area who would help you out. But from my perspectives, your chance to make your dog to love another little dog's almost zero. Okay. What you can do, the best case scenario, to teach her tolerate and be around in other pets, little pets, and don't go after. And it can be done again by doing implementing two things. Number one, teaching her walk without pulling. You know, the huskies likes to pull, and that's genetic. That's the breed traits because if he, if they don't like the pull, they haven't been chosen for reproduction. So they like to pull tremendously. So you need to put the prong, pinch color in them, and implement uh, my uh, my approach of the dog training, which is uh, reverse directions and. Uh, snap in the opposite directions. You can visit my website, 911dogwizard.com and check out DVD Obedience for Life. Um, but another thing also, you need, so, so the goal is, you know, you will focus your dog on you. Once your dog focus on you, she cannot be focused on another little or big whatever pets at the same time. So make her worry on you more than she worry in other in other pets. Now the thing is you can make even the good strong corrections, whatever you will do, but she may will not take it from you because she doesn't assume you are the leader. That is why you need to establish also a system of rules, discipline, and structures. I'm going to give you a couple of them. The rest we can find from DVD. For instance, never eat before, never never feed her before you eat. Always make her stay away from your table when you're working on the desk or eating. Uh, make her wait before you go inside and outside of your, for any entrance, any doorstep for your house. Uh, ignore her. See, dog training, um, especially when you're having uh, problem dogs, it's like dating the boys. The more attention you have, you give, the less you will get in return. The more attention you will give to her, the less you will get in return. The less attention you'll give to her, the more dear it will be for her. So, by doing a lot of uh, implementing rules of canine culture, which is uh, never give any commands you cannot enforce, all this reinforce and such and such, will put you in the lead position. And doing obedience training together, uh, it will really, really put you in the in the in the leadership position. In your situation, if if uh, you have qualified professional trainer, I also would use electronic color as well. And I, I'm not afraid to say it on national uh, radio because I believe I believe it's a great tool and. Can 
can be used intelligently in your situation as the last resort, but it must be must be used just under supervision of professional because people, even plastic knife in the wrong hands, can be extremely dangerous weapon. Uh, but send me email because you're from Michigan. I will give you more detailed approach. You can also contact me from vladi at animalradio.com. Okay? All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your help. I guess that's all we have time for today. Remember, you can uh, contact us all throughout the week at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We actually got a machine hooked up to that. We actually screen our calls and listen to you. Yes. <laughs> and you can also email us all our email addresses at animalradio.com. Have yourself a great week. Bye. See ya. Have a great week. This is Animal Radio Network.